Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. If you haven't already done so, please head over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Financial Emancipation. And if you have questions for me, feel free to send me an email um, at financialemancipation at gmail.com. So today is Friday, the last day of Love Week. You have to excuse me because my voice is in and out as I am pushing through and trying to avoid getting a cold. So I am taking all kinds of natural remedies and attempting to not be sick. But my voice is totally suffering, so forgive me if it sounds a little scratchy. But we're going to wrap up Love Week by talking about the most um, difficult part of love and relationships and marriage, which is divorce. So we all know that statistically one in two marriages end in divorce. And that is something that most people do not like to hear. Um, But it is a true fact that 50% of marriages end in divorce. So that, you know, that doesn't say how long a person is married. It doesn't say, you know, whether the marriage was good. It just says that the other way a marriage can end is death. So if a marriage ends, it's going to end in either death or divorce. Otherwise, it will remain and won't be part of the statistic. So if your marriage or any marriage is going to end in divorce, there's a financial component to that. And the real part that I wanted to focus on today was really the fact of what happens long before divorce. So I am a supporter and a promoter of prenuptial agreements. Many people believe that prenuptial agreements are for the rich, that you should only get a prenup when you have a lot of something. And that is the biggest financial myth as associated with marriage and divorce. You do not need to have, quote unquote, a lot. If you have anything, (laughs) anything at all, or if you ever aspire to have anything at all as it relates to finances, property, investments, anything of value. You need to discuss, as I mentioned yesterday, you need to discuss what does that look like in the event of a separation. So if you're in a relationship and you're kind of commingling assets, commingling things, you need to discuss what does that look like if we separate. And you should do that prior. You should not wait until you separate. But particularly if you're getting married, it's very it is we cannot escape the fact that marriages end in divorce. I myself am a child of divorce. I experienced divorce from my parents got divorced. Luckily, the divorce was not something that destroyed the relationships, but it was they separated. And it was a lot that happened in that. My parents owned a home together and my father was in his emotions, in his feelings. And instead of thinking long term, he forced the hand and made it so that we had to my mother and him had to sell the house. And the house that we lived in was amazing. It was big. It was all these things. It was the house we grew up in. But the emotions of the divorce got him to make a decision that was not good for the long-term future of his family. And later on, after we talked about it when we were older, my father regretted that. He regretted that he let himself be so petty at that point that he forced his hand. He forced my mother's hand and they had to sell that house. Eventually, my mother, you know, rebounded, bought her own house. He bought his own house and everyone moved on. But it's just they loved each other a great deal when they got married. And eventually, when they were done with the divorce, they loved each other a great deal afterwards but during the time of the divorce the love was not there the anger was there and it caused decisions to be made that were not you know that were not good decisions for the long-term 
of the family, the children, etc. So when you think about it, if you talk about these things in the beginning, right? So no one wants to imagine that their marriage, the person that they love, is going to end in divorce. But it's unrealistic. It's very unrealistic to act as if relationships do not begin and then eventually end sometimes. You could be together forever. And if you are going to be together forever until death do you part, then having a conversation about what would happen if we decided to divorce financially will mean nothing if you never divorce. But if you're going to go into a relationship, if you did anything else, when you know the, the odds for it ending was 50%, you would take precautions for that 50%. You would believe it was possible for you to be the one in two. You know, if someone said, if you, if you smoke cigarettes, you have a 50% chance of getting lung cancer. You would think about what it would mean for you to get lung cancer. You might still keep smoking cigarettes, but you would think about it and say, what, what could that look like? So the fact that we don't want to look at if someone says, you know, half of marriages end in divorce, but people don't want to talk about, well, what does it mean to get divorced? It's just naive. And it has to do with the fact that emotions are so tied that people think, if I think about what it would mean for this marriage to end, I'm not fully committed. That's not true. You can be fully committed to something and know what the prospects are and what the possibilities are. And you can still go forward with it. And again, if one in two marriages end in divorce, then another half of them don't. So you don't have to worry about that. So if you can, if either you're the one or you're the other one, right? That's the only way that this goes. But to be unprepared, and, and I mean unprepared in the fact of a conversation. I mean, if you get married to someone, and again, if you're in your 20s and you may not have acquired much, there's a difference. But if you are a grown-up who has lived a life prior to marriage and you have acquired some things, you have acquired a 401k that you have, you have acquired a home, you have acquired assets, you have things. If you were to get a divorce, from the person who you love greatly right now, would you want to then have to give those things to that person because you're now separating things that you earned and had before you met that person? And all because a love relationship, an emotional relationship did not work out. See, but having a prenup and having a discussion about a prenup and how you would separate is, is to me the way you protect yourself. You go into those type of relationships as a whole person. Whole people protect themselves financially, right? You say, these are the things that I have. These are the things that I earned. These are the things that are mine and what I have. And these are the things. So I'll give you a good example. I have, a, I own a home. I inherited that home from my mother who passed away when I was young, right? So I inherited that home. I own the home. I have, you know, I am the person who owns the home. My name is on the deed. I pay the mortgage, et cetera. This is my home, Right? If I were to get married, so I have put on my um, on, I put a clause in my deed that my house is only inherited by blood, right? So if I were to get married and I had children, my house could be inherited by my children, not my husband, because he's not blood related to me. And if I were to get married, my husband to be would need to sign an agreement that he agreed to that. He understood he had no bearings on this house, no, he had no ownership. He could live here. We could be living here together for the next 20 years. He would have to acknowledge that he could not take ownership of his home. Only the children that come from me, and if not me, then to my sister and, and other blood people in the bloodline. That is how this goes, right? That's something that he would need to be okay with if he wanted to marry me. you know. And that's because this is something that I have. I, I'm not going to share that with someone else. Um, I've, you, know, you see things like that happen over and over again. It's because people don't want to have those conversations. The conversation that can happen is sensitive. You know, 401ks, ladies, gentlemen, if you have a 401k, 
A person who gets married to you is entitled to half your 401k, at least in the state of New York. A person is entitled to half your 401k, meaning half of the amount of the 401k that you have during the marriage, right? But a person can fight you for half the value of the 401k after you're married for 10 years. So if that is not something that you want to share, meaning you spent 20 years or 10 years before you married that person earning your 401k, and you don't want to be delayed in your retirement because that's what happens. If a person takes money out of your 401k as part of a divorce, all it does is extend the amount of time it will take that you have to work for you to be able to get divorced because they take money out of your retirement, which is equivalent to taking years away from your retirement. So if that's not what you want, you have an opportunity to sign a a spousal waiver. You can have a new spouse say, this is a waiver. I waive any rights I would have to your 401k. So let's say you did not get a prenup, but you say, listen, I would like you to sign this waiver. Waive all rights to my 401k and I'll sign one for you. And that way, in the event that we ever get to a point where we're getting a divorce, we don't have to worry about taking 401ks from each other, taking retirement from one another. You know, the most and best and the most appropriate time to discuss what it would be like when you separate from a person is when you are madly in love, because you will be the most generous, you will be the most kind, you will be the most loving and most fair financially to another person when you love them and when they love you. But in the event, the one in two chance event that the marriage that you have could end in divorce, you want to know that the two of you agreed to how you were going to deal with your finances at a time when you loved each other immensely. And that when you walk away, if that is in fact the journey you're on, you can be protected financially so that you, a divorce does not end in disaster for either one of you financially. And while the emotional pain will be there, you're not also required to rebuild your financial life post a, a marriage a, a marriage ending, which can be extremely traumatic, which can be the equivalent of a death. And you can spend your time focusing on rebuilding emotionally without having to go necessarily rebuild yourself financially. It's a loving thing to do to discuss the end and how you would you know, protect each other financially in the beginning while you're still in a great deal of love. So that's how we're going to wrap up Love Week. We wrap it up. We started out with budgeting and, and being in love and loving money. And we ended with how to protect yourself in the event of a divorce and, and loving each other and doing that while you're still in love. So that's the end of Love Week. We're going to continue on some different financial topics next week. If you haven't already done so, head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Join the Facebook conversation and join the Facebook page and group at Financial Emancipation. And if you have questions, send me an email at financialemancipation at gmail.com. Also, on, on iTunes, the podcast is there on iTunes. If you're listening on another platform, go to iTunes. Please rate subscribe and review. That is the way that I will continue to get access to more people to share this message. Rate, subscribe, and review the podcast. Also, share it with your friends. You can share the link. You can you know, just send it to other folks. Share, share, share. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you for bearing with me with my voice that's going in and out. I appreciate it. And have a wonderful weekend. And I look forward to talking to you on Monday. Have a good day.